Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise and honor, O God. We adore your name for who you are. This morning, Lord, we are seated at your feet. We desire to receive from you, O God. Minister to us as you have chosen in this day. That every soul shall be edified. Every seated soul in this house shall be nourished. Because, Lord, your purpose so. Thank you this morning. We give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sit down. Praise the Lord. I don't know. Maybe. You know, these things of love are very strange sometimes. Praise the Lord. Yeah. How a man can travel from Oman up to Norway, you cannot understand. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Sebi. <laughs> and also, Mike disappeared for a while here. And we are not seeing him. And he has come, and we can see the molars now. He's smiling all the time. We thank God for what he has done. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it is good, it's a blessing to our church to see God minister to individuals. Uh, church is complete. We don't just speak the word of God. We are also living on this world here. And some things must be done here. Cannot postpone them. If you don't do them here, it will be too late. Praise the Lord. So brethren, be encouraged. Welcome. Sadi, I know you are really wondering why you are here. But... Uh, there is a purpose for you to be here. The time will come for you to... to uh, the Bible says what? A man will... will leave the father and mother and cleave to the wife. So you are living. You are fulfilling the scripture. You will go and cleave there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I want to thank God this morning because of His grace and the favor that He has had to this church and the privilege that he continues to give to each one of us each passing morning. This morning I want us to share on the subject of reverence for God. The subject of reverence for God. I did not look out this word in the dictionary. I don't know what the, the definition of the dictionary is. But my understanding the term reverence has got a connotation of uh, extreme respect in it. Praise the Lord. It has got the element of extreme respect. The word reverence also has got the element of fear in it. Now we know human beings, are all, this part of human beings we fear. But fear can cause you to fight, or it can cause you to flee. But this kind of fear that is uh, uh, represented in reverence, 
is neither, praise the Lord, that of submission. You have, you have realized what the situation is, and you can only bow down and accept things to happen as they should. Praise the Lord. So I'm saying reverence involves submission. Reverence involves submission. And especially reverence for God involves submission to God. Why should we revere Him? Why should we revere God? It's because of who He is. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm going round round because sometimes things related to God you can it's very difficult just to say it is this praise the Lord sometimes it requires us to use illustrations I just want to use this illustration if if there is a situation of murder in this country somebody has murdered from another tribe in this family, in this country, or this region generally, there is the issue of blood for blood. So, our son murdered from that tribe. If he is known, he must also pay by his own life. I know of a situation where such an instance happened. Lots of money were offered to the other family and uh, the mother said no my son is dead your son must also die it's that difficult praise the Lord but try to imagine one if you know this is the kind of situation that we have my son has committed such a grievous sin and so he has to pay in the like manner and I happen, I know there's nothing I can do. And the person to whom this sin has been committed comes and says, I have forgiven you. I know for sure I'm supposed to lose my son because of what he's done. But this person comes and says, I have forgiven you. It will be unimaginable. It will really struck me hard the relationship and the way I look at this person will completely change there will be some respect mixed with a lot of emotions in it such that I cannot express it this is the kind of thing we are talking about we, were, we deserve death we deserve death before God praise the Lord all of you were supposed to die it was not genocide. It will not be counted as genocide. It is because we deserved it. Me, who is standing before you, deserved to die because of my life. But Jesus came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Not just life, but to have it and have it more abundantly. Praise the Lord. This is one reason why I have got to revere Him. And He said, Fear him who can destroy the body and the soul. He has that ability, but he has surrendered. He has said, uh-uh, 
Kenneth, I forgive you. So that's one reason why I've got to revere God. Because he had all the rights. And he could not be questioned to ask for my life because of my sin. Because it was already established. But he forgave me. Praise the Lord. For that reason, I have to revere him. Imagine if we were working in maybe Syria or Libya. And for 10 years we've been working and suddenly the situation is as it is there now. And all of us decided to flee. India, Nigeria, Kenya. Without anything. We know that the gratuity that we have accumulated was so much. But we, we decided let us save our lives. And then, two years of our stay, we hear a call or we read an email from our former manager and tells us, Kenneth, I know you left in a hurry, but I have calculated all that I owe you and advised me on how to send it to you. You know, for a while you will, you will maybe be wondering whether he's serious or not. But this is a man who has been faithful. He has decided this money does not belong to me. It belongs to Kenneth. Let me send it back. You know, your view of that person will drastically change. Even if he was the DM. Pastor was talking of MD. And I was hearing as DM. I don't know why I was recording it as DM. Maybe it was damaging manager. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He, he said MD. That I'm sure. But in my mind it was doing like DM. And he had to do something. And God intervened. Praise the Lord. So if this person had been a DM for you. And then he decides to send this money. He no longer becomes a DM, he reverses. He becomes a brother. Praise the Lord. So faithfulness, faithfulness can change the whole perception of a relationship, the way we relate to people. Praise the Lord. And such extreme faithfulness will cause us completely to review our perception of somebody. God is faithful. Extremely faithful. Praise the Lord. For that reason, we need to revere Him. Because despite our unfaithfulness, despite the fact that we have failed Him over and over, and even some of you, as you walk out of this place, you will fail Him, but He is still faithful to His love towards you. Praise the Lord. For that reason, we need to revere God. Praise the Lord. He's merciful. And because of His mercy, we need to revere Him. And because of what He has done in our lives, we need to revere Him. Praise the Lord. It is important for us to revere Him. I don't know whether I'm getting to that point. Uh, we are beginning to understand that I cannot describe it as just mere love. It is going beyond love. It is going beyond faithfulness. It is going beyond many things that we understand. Reverence for God. It is going beyond submission. It is something that demands the whole of ourselves to give 
ourselves to God. Praise the Lord. And because God can destroy, but He has held Himself. He's a consuming fire. Praise the Lord. But He has held Himself. It is important for us to revere Him. So as we continue to share on the subject of reverence for God, I would like us just to uh, go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4. Read the first six verses, it says. Now therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord, God of your fathers, giveth you. Verse 2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, Neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Belpeor. For all the men that followed Belpeor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. Yani in this congregation, there were people, two categories of people. There were people who revered God. They feared Him. And for the reason that they feared God and revered Him, their lives were preserved. So that means reverence for God is a guarantee, an assurance of our tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Reverence for God is a guarantee for a prolonged life. But there is also another category whose lives were destroyed because they showed extreme defiance of God by bowing to other gods. The moment they bowed down before Baal, God felt like he was not revered. And for that reason, he consumed them. I thank God that you are alive this morning. And I pray that those of us who have been hesitant in submitting to God, and giving themselves wholly to God, fearing God for who He is, will begin to rethink their, their ways this morning. And begin to pray that God may minister to you in a powerful way, that your life shall never be lived loosely. It shall be always conscious of the fact that we are serving a living God, an all-powerful God, who has given us but a limited opportunity in which we have to prove our love for Him. Praise the Lord. Verse 4. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord, your God, are alive every one of you this day. Praise the Lord. Those that cleaved unto God, those that revered Him, God preserved them in that congregation. Behold, verse 5, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do in the land whither ye go to possess it. Verse 6, very interesting there. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom 
and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding nation praise the law that this great congregation is wise and an understanding congregation why will it be said of you that way because you revere God not because you pray so much but because you revere God I'll prove to you as we go along that there are people who least knew much about God but because of the reverence in their heart God was moved to act on their behalf praise the Lord so reverence for God must consume each child in the kingdom it must consume us wholly the fear that I am about to do that which will not please my father the fear that I am about to walk in a path that is unfamiliar to God the fear that I am about to participate in an activity that does not please my father the fear that I am about to participate in a church that does not glorify God the fear that I am about to, to, to launch into an activity, into a, a, an economic activity that does not glorify God, that fear should consume us, should restrain us, praise the Lord. And that is reverence for God. I know of people who have said, and I've had that testimony in this, in this church, somebody once said, had I done what the other people were advising me to do, I would be dead by now. That represents the fear of God. When the Spirit of God begins to warn you, it shines an alarm in your spirit. It begins to shine an alarm on something that you are about to do. That is a warning that you need to revere God. You are about to cross the line that God does not permit. Praise the Lord. You may be somewhere alone, but once the light of the Holy Ghost begins to shine in you, red, 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 it is time to take an about time. You don't need to explain to anybody. Even if people say, what is happening? We were going together. Just tell them, no, 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 I'm, I'm leaving. Praise the Lord. Because God is a consuming fire. And we need to revere Him. Praise the Lord. We need to fear Him. Because He needs us pure and holy. Praise the Lord. Now I am speaking about something in verse 6. That Moses was reminding the children of Israel. That there are benefits in showing reverence to God. One of the benefits is that there is wisdom that comes along with it. Praise the Lord. There is wisdom that comes along with it. Number two, there is understanding that comes along with the reverence for God. An understanding that cannot be explained in the human terms. And that is why yesterday the Spirit of God was saying understanding brings actions. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you act not because you understand, but because the wisdom of God has fallen afresh upon you. And he has directed you to act in a certain manner. Only to realize later that it was God that was prompting you to do that. Praise the Lord. Those two things, forget them not, brethren. That when we revere God, when we fear God, when we submit to God, there is wisdom that we attract into our lives. There is an understanding that we attract into our lives. We cannot explain it, but God will shower us with this kind of wisdom. He shall pour this understanding in our lives. Things that we, do not, we cannot explain, God will give us the insights. Praise the Lord. 
Rebels for God results in long life. Deuteronomy 6.2 That thou mightest fear God, thou mightest fear the Lord thy God, to keep all his statutes and his command, commandments, which I command thee, though thou and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and the days may be prolonged, praise the Lord, and the days may be prolonged. Verse 3, Hear therefore, O Israel, hear therefore, O bread of life, hear therefore, O Kenneth, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Praise the Lord. When the Bible is talking about fear the Lord, it says, revere the Lord. Praise the Lord. Revere, show reverence to God. And that your life may be prolonged. Praise the Lord. So that is another aspect that comes along. In verse 3 we see reverence bringing good will. Because when they are talking of land flowing with milk and honey, it's the good will that you enjoy. Praise the Lord. And that is what reverence brings into our lives. This morning we want to challenge ourselves. Kenneth, do you revere God? Yes, you are full of service for God. You do a lot for God. But is it out of reverence? Is it out of reverence or is it just out of service? Praise the Lord. Yes, you come to church every Friday. You do all that is expected of you as a good person, a good Christian. But is it out of reverence for God? Or is it just because you need to fit in the pattern of life around? Is it because it will look odd? I know of people who are so, so religious. Why? Because they feel odd being seen out, outside there. So for that reason, they have tuned themselves biologically and psychologically and everything ecologically. That they must be in church, they must be in a service place whenever people are there. But what I'm asking this morning to you and to me, is this out of reverence for God? Let us ask. No answers today. I'm a teacher, but I don't want hands raised up. Praise the Lord. I'm just asking a rhetorical question. Do I really revere God in my life? Praise the Lord. If we turn to Deuteronomy 8, 6 and 7, Chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. It says, Therefore thou shalt keep commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. 7. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land and a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depth of spring. Praise the Lord. See where God is taking us because of reverence, brethren. Is bringing us into a land of what that speaks of refreshment, a place of where you are fully refreshed. And see the way he's describing water in this case, water from the brooks. Let's read it again. Into good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains, and of depth that spring out of the valleys. That is, the refreshment will come from all directions into your life. Why? Because you feared and reverenced God. Praise the Lord. And again, the land in which God shall bring you is a land of productivity. That is why the Bible talks of good land. 
Praise the Lord. A land that is productive. A place that is productive into your life. Praise the Lord. So I am praying this morning that as we listen to this uh, message, that our desire deep within us is that, O oh Lord, that I may learn to revere Thee. That I may learn to stand in the right place where I fear all that is ungodly. Where I run away from all that is ungodly and run after God. Praise the Lord. Desire and hunger for you, O Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, before we go to the next phase of this uh, sharing, I just want us to read something and then I'll come back to this. In Hebrews, Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, just reading the first verse. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every weight, let us wait and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with the patience the race that is set before us. Praise the Lord. Brethren, this, morning, this afternoon, I want to introduce the cloud of witnesses in our lives. We'll just talk about a few of them. Chapter 12 comes immediately after chapter 11. And in chapter 11, God has been talking about men whose names have been listed in the hall of faith. Praise the Lord. Men who revered God. Men who saw God manifest His power in their lives. Because of their reverence for Him. Praise the Lord. And then he comes in verse 12, chapter 12, where he's telling us there is a cloud of witnesses. A cloud of witnesses. The first time I used to read this verse, I used always to look at it from the negative side. There are witnesses who are seeing my wrongdoings. How many of us were in this situation? Ah, only Kenneth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The time I used to read about the cloud of witnesses, I would say, maybe they are seeing me, what I'm about. (laughs) But I came to realize, witnesses don't have just to witness the negative, they can also witness the positive in our lives. Praise the Lord. So we will see, what are they witnessing? Now, if there was a fire in this hall right now, instant fire, do you know the first people to escape here? The first person to to reach the taxi. The Nigerians. <laughs> okay, allow me to qualify my my <laughs> because they are very strong in short races. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you see, the genes of Nigerians are in Jamaica. That's why bolts. He burst off. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They will take off very fast. Now, if there is a bomb blast in Muscat, you know we cannot just run to the taxi. We need to run to Al airport, Al Huer, and such places. Now, do you know the, the, the people to reach the Al Huer first? Yeah, you are right. <laughs> Kenyans will reach there first. The Nigerians will, will go first very well, but we, 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 we calculate our energy. 
So slowly, slowly, progressively we will reach there. First. Praise the Lord. Now let us come back to the Olympic ring. Sometimes, when people are running, even somebody who is not very good, because of the cheers that are coming from the crowd, somehow there are some unseen wings that start propelling these people. Praise the Lord. Even Shaul. <laughs> you have never seen him run, but he will be the first one. Because they are saying, Pastor, 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 Pastor. He will take off. Praise the Lord. Because of the cheer of the witnesses. Praise the Lord. When they tell you, we have been there. You will make it. You are encouraged to move. Praise the Lord. So you see somebody who was a failure, who was falling down. He tried to revere God and he falls down. And he sees another person. He sees David somewhere. And David tells him, My brother, I also failed, but I am here. I won the race. I am here. He said, Oh, so I can make it. You will see him go. And he will make it. Praise the Lord. Because of the witness. The encouragement of the witness. Praise the Lord. I want us just quickly to look at uh, some few people. We will start with David. First Samuel 1 Samuel 16:18, the Bible says, Then answered one of the servants, and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty, valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in the matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Praise the Lord. Now at this time, David was not the king. But God had different thoughts about this young man, that he was going to be a king. Praise the Lord. God had already observed in David a heart that reveres him. And so he was orchestrating things because of the reverence in the, in the spirit of David. He was being attracted towards him and orchestrating things in order that he may be a blessing in the life of David. And so somebody close to King Saul realized there was a need that the, the kings uh, that was to be met. And so he told the king, you have this problem, there is this man, praise the Lord, a man who revered God. Why am I saying David revered God? You go and read Psalms 51. See the cry of a king before God. Then you will realize he never minded the king, kingly environment around him. He never thought about it. When it came to a relationship between God and him, David did not mind who was around him. He wanted to pour his heart to God. And that's why God said, I've sought after a man whose heart is after me. Praise the Lord. Paraphrasing it. A man who is after God's heart. David. Because he revered God. Reverence drew him close to God. It made him 
to attract God's favor in his life. That is why somebody pointed out there is one man, the name David, came about. And we can see a man who was a shepherd now being drawn into the court of the king to begin to serve there. No experience of being a royalty. But now he has been lifted from spending most of his time with sheep. Praise the Lord. I don't know what, how he behaved in the first few weeks. Because if you are hiding sheep, most likely, unconsciously, you say, hey. So maybe, <laughs> so you can see my past experience anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, most likely, this poor young man, absent mindedly, the king is sitting there and, uh, and then, oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> because he has got to take time to acclimatize himself with the environment in which he is. But God's hand was upon him. He had decided, this is a man who reveres me. And so my hand will be upon him. No matter what people say. No matter what the view of the people in the uh, uh, royal courts will say, he shall be seated, he shall be the arm bearer of the king. And God had already decided. Praise the Lord. Somebody here may have dismissed himself, but all the whole secret that you need to know, revere God. It doesn't matter. It can take only one day. And even you yourself will say, no, it is not me. Praise the Lord. Because the suit you will be given to wear, maybe you had never thought about it. But because God has decided now you have to move somewhere else, things will change. Praise the Lord. Because of revering God. This man revered God. And that is why I'm saying it is important for us to learn from these people the secret they had. When David faced Goliath, what did he say? He said, you know, the holy anger came. It consumed him. Because he feared God. He loved God. I said reverence involves even love also. The love for God could not contain him when he saw Goliath defy the armies of God. He was raging inside him. And he said, I must do something about this situation. Praise the Lord. And I thank God. You know, if you have ever used a sling, I've just told you my past experience. So all these things I'm talking about, I'm quite at home. Some of you may not <laughs> If you use a catapult, the one which looks like this, those of you who know, don't know it, you put rubber here and rubber here, and a stone there, that one is more accurate. Praise the Lord. When I put my knee down and the bird is there, <laughs> I don't need the gun. It will be down. But when you go for the sling, you cannot predict the direction of the stone. In fact, if you are playing as young people using the sling, you take a distance. Because if the stone leaves, it may just, it, leaves, it may head for your head. <laughs> and things will be very bad. Praise the Lord. But I want you to see one thing. God's favor upon this man began to cause some things to change. Things that were unpredictable became so certain. Something that whose probability is next to 0.1 became 10. Sorry, became 1. <laughs> the probability became 1. He is sure. The Bible says he took a stone and started swinging the sling. 
Praise the Lord. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the stone went, do you know how the, the stone went? He aimed for the forehead. And the stone went for the forehead. And the stone hit the forehead. And he fell on the forehead. Why was the Bible repeating those four words? God wants to emphasize, when I am in something, it must meet the designated desire. Praise the Lord. He hit the man, he fell down. Praise the Lord. Something that was unpredictable. God worked through it to effect his purpose. Praise the Lord. And so David won a great battle on that day. But I want us to say, this same David, he had weaknesses. Praise the Lord. He had weaknesses. He fell at one time. But that did not withdraw God's favor in his life. Praise the Lord. Because he had learned one secret. He had learned one secret. Even though I fall, he will also lift me up. Praise the Lord. He held on to that. Revering God. I wish we had time to go and read Psalms 51. You see the way the man pours his heart. And you begin to realize he was a man of similar weaknesses like us. But he had learned the secret of revering God. And God's hand remained upon his life. What do we learn about David's life? There's no war that, there's no battle that he ever lost. Praise the Lord. Not that he was a perfect man, but he revered God. Praise the Lord. Lessons from David. Reverence for God makes one a marked person. It distinguishes us from the pack. Praise the Lord. It moves us from victory to victory in our lives. And so we realize that God has actually had his hand upon our lives because we revere him. Second person is Gideon. Judges 6.19 Judges 6.19 And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in the basket and he put the broth in the pot and brought it out unto him under the oak and presented. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and, and touched the flesh and unleavened cakes. And there rose up fire of the, ro- of the rock and consumed the flesh and unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of the sight. Praise the Lord. When we revere God, our worship, our sacrifice is acceptable before Him. Many of us come to offer sacrifice to God, but our hearts are not there. Praise the Lord. We are doing it for the external purposes. Because this is what I ought to be seen to be doing. But our spirit is far away from God. The reverence for Him is not there. The familiarity we have cultivated with God is like uh, my father. Uh, the same way we knock on the shoulder of our... Yes, we need to be close to God. But there has to be reverence. Praise the Lord. There has to be reverence before God. He is our father. Yes, we love him. We need to talk to him. But we need to have the reverence. To put him where he belongs. To lift him in our lives. To that status where he belongs. Praise the Lord. That will attract him. I want, I want, you know, I want you just to think of one thing. 
Your children, those of you who have children. If one child comes, all of them have access to you. I was laughing sometimes because a servant of God made illustrations that made me laugh. <laughs> one son comes or one child comes, he says, Daddy, can I talk to you? However annoyed you are, will you resist? You are concerned, you want to know what? What, what has made your son to come that way? And if another one comes, he's walking to the house. Daddy, how are you? I wanted to talk to you. And he's going to the bedroom. The first thing, where did you learn this habit? And if you are born in an area like I was born, <laughs> the window in the bedroom will be his door. <laughs> the same way he entered and just greeted you roughly, how are you, Daddy? I'm going. Not in a man, back at home. How dare you talk to me like that? The, the, he, will, he will realize what he has done and the, fa- the best thing is for him to jump through the window and disappear. Because there will be a small Kosovo, Bosnia, Herzegovina there, which is not good. Praise the Lord. The first son revered the father. He comes, he knows he's the father. Even if he comes and says, Daddy, how are you? Can I talk to you? Even if he's Topic. It's the tone of approach means there's something, there's some respect in him. So even if you did not have time for him, you have to pay attention. I'm talking about this kind of relationship with God. He's our father. We can go to him anytime. But let us have reverence for him. Let him recognize that we really revere him in our lives. Not just during prayer, but even in our conduct every day. Praise the Lord. That when you are about to cross a place and you hear the Spirit of God witnesses to you, this is not the right place. You are quick to respond. Father, not there. Praise the Lord. Let the Father know that actually you really revere Him. Praise the Lord. Not that you do and then you say, I'll just go and repent and then He will forgive me. That's not reverence. Now, this man Gideon, we have just read there. He went to worship God. He was giving an offering. The story of Gideon, we know up to this, till this moment, we know the Midianites have been terrorizing them and everything is not right with the Israelites. But now here comes a time, God has identified a man whose heart is towards him and he wants to make use of him. And the man, the moment he has argued with God a bit, and then he decides, oh, it's time to offer. And God he offers. God accepts that offering. Why? Because he knew the heart of the man. The heart of the man revered God. Praise the Lord. The heart of Gideon revered God. How do we tell that Gideon really revered God? You know, the father had some gods. In some countries they call them oracles. Eh? Oracles. Or what? <laughs> the father had some gods that he used to worship. And so the family must have been born in that situation where they know this is a, a sacred place. But when God told him, go and destroy, did he go consulting the father? He just decided, God has said, I am going to do it. Praise the Lord. He destroyed all the Asherah poles. Made a sacrifice for God. Praise the Lord. God wants us to get rid of all those things 
that want to prevent us from revering Him and pour ourselves to Him. Praise the Lord. Lessons from Gideon. To revere God means severing links with all that is ungodly. Reverence for God results into acceptance of our worship. So that every sacrifice, every service that we offer to God is indeed acceptable to Him. It doesn't just become a routine exercise. Whatever you do, if it is prayer, you are certain that God will accept it. Why? Because my spirit testifies inside that God is Lord unto me. Verse 34. Reverence for God attracts His favor in our lives. If we look at uh, 34, quickly, from 33. Then all the Midianites and Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jesu. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abiezer was gathered after him. Now, if you read below there, initially Gideon started as one, but somehow people are now gathering behind him. That is the favor of God. Praise the Lord. He's drawing men to support Gideon. Gideon did not, first he had said, I'm the smallest of the smallest clan of the smallest tribe in Israel. He had dismissed himself. Nobody will listen to me. Nobody is going to listen to me. But God's favor upon his life, because of his reverence, drew men behind him. Praise the Lord. As we read down there, I wonder why God was drawing all these men to Gideon. Because suddenly again he tells them, ah, these are too many. Remove them. I want only three hundred. I was looking at it and I was wondering, what is this? Then I realized, God does not want to share His glory with men. Praise the Lord. He wanted Gideon to learn something about Him. That when I call you, when I begin to use you, when you revere me and I come to use you, it's not that I want you per se, but I want to do things in your life so that you know it is me who is working. Praise the Lord. So God wants to bring us to a point where He can now minister in our lives effectively by way of revering Him. Praise the Lord. I repeat that word over and over. Reverence for God will usher us onto that altar where God begins to work in our lives in ways that we do not understand. Now the man was 30,000 they have been brought to 300. Even the best general in this world will tell you, no, I need men, boots on the ground. I need boots on the ground. Not, not just mere words. But this man feared God and went with 300. And we know what happened. He went to listen to some dream and the dream spoke volumes. God is directing you to a given destiny. A chosen path that he knows he has already paved the way for you. Praise the Lord. Chapter 7, verse 7. Reverence for God does not seek personal glory, but rather God's glory. And that's what we see. When he goes with 300 men, it is God who is receiving the glory. So forget about this business. I am serving God. I am preaching. I am doing this. I am doing this. That is not being reverent. Praise the Lord. Allow yourself to know that if it were not for the grace of God, for you to do what you are doing, nothing will come out of it. Allow Him to work through you. By the grace of God, I have been able to do this. Let it be our speech. Praise the Lord. 
I thank God for giving me the opportunity to say this. Because that is the grace of God upon your life. 7.13 And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream in unto his fellow. And said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And to a cake of barley, bread tumbled into into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned that the tent lay alone. Praise the Lord. God is bringing us to a, a already given end. He knows the end thereof. Praise the Lord. We don't need to worry about it. Praise the Lord. Daniel 3 the third witness Part of the cloud of witnesses. Daniel. In Daniel 1.8 we know he had already resolved in his mind. He does not want to defile himself. That statement alone showed the fear this man had for God. Even the food. Even the food he did not want. To test anything that would not be acceptable to God. He was very particular. And so we can see in his life God doing mighty things in him. One, lessons from Daniel. We see the favor from the superiors. Because he chose to revere God, God chose to bless him. Even his superiors were now submissive to him. Reverence brought about wisdom and understanding. The one we read in Deuteronomy. Praise the Lord. Daniel now had so much wisdom beyond the wisest men in the land. And he had understanding of spiritual things beyond the other men. Reverence for God brought honor to Daniel. We saw, in, as you read through the book of Daniel, you see a king prostrating before Daniel. Now, that is strange. An exile, a captive, who is supposed to be a slave, the king of the land is prostrating before him. That takes only God. Praise the Lord. It takes only God to change and reverse things in such an order. Reverence for, for God brought integrity in the life of Daniel. Praise the Lord. When all the satraps gang together and they decided now they want to, to do things to make up a plan, this man remained steadfast. His integrity and because of reverence, the fear for God, he remained without integrity and stood until God saw him through. Praise the Lord. I just want to finish up and just go through the book of Job, the first chapter of Job. It's very interesting. Quickly. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And they were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Ten children. This man, we know this story very well. But the thing that sustained Job 
was the reverence for God. He could not allow things that were not acceptable to God to pass his life or his time. Praise the Lord. The wife tried to steer him, to derail him. Eh? If it were one of our, our modern ladies today, eh? when I married you, you are rich, now you are poor. I didn't marry a poor man like you now. I didn't marry a man with souls like this. You see, I'm beautiful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. My skin is still smooth. Yours is rough. Hmm? You know this stone for rubbing the leg? <laughs> this man required that stone to scratch himself to feel comfortable. And the teacher turned the wife said, Ah, the man I saw when I got married, when I said I do, is not this one. Said, can you curse God? The man turned and said, You've spoken like one of the foolish women. He feared, even in his life, just to hear those words come from the wife. He could not contain himself yet to tell the wife, You have spoken like a foolish woman. The fear of God consumed Job. And all through his life, we have no time this morning, but all through his life, you will see. Everything that happened in his life is marked. It's the foundation of it is the reverence for God. Praise the Lord. And finally, he's so much blessed because of his stand with God. Shall we all stand up, please? This afternoon... I want to just reflect over our lives. Begin asking yourself serious questions. Concerning your service to God, concerning your Christianity, your relationship with God. Reverence to God is not measurable outside. It cannot be measured by the things that we do outside. It is a matter of the heart. I want you to ask yourself as you leave this church this morning. My father, do I really revere you? Do I really revere you as I ought to? Because this will be the secret into your life. God will minister to you in a powerful way as you seek to sit at his feet and to learn of him and to receive the wisdom that comes from above, to receive the understanding of God. He will set you to a path of success and victory in your Christian life. He will set you to a path of freedom from every oppressive spirit in your life because you revere Him. He will always be there to confirm His presence in your life. Do you truly fear God? Before we conclude that prayer, the only person that knows whether you truly fear God or not is God. Unfortunately, you can't deceive God. You can't deceive every other person. In Psalm 44, verse 21, second part of it said, God knows the secret of every art. 
Do you fear God in your thinking? Do you fear God in your approach? Do you fear God the way you treat your neighbor? Do you fear God the way you live your life? I want you to pray that Lord, please put your fear in me. Solomon said that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why not go ahead and pray? Say, Lord, please put your fear in me. Put your fear in me. You know yourself. You can't deceive God. But you can even deceive yourself. Ask God to give you the grace to truly fear Him. He said, the secret of the Lord are we those that fear Him. Many of us are asking for great questions from God. But you don't show that you fear Him. He will not reveal it to you. Say, Lord, help me to truly fear you. Help me to truly revere you. Help me to truly worship you. Help me to worship you in spirit and in truth. So that I can get the best from you. You have seen all the advantages of fearing God. The question is, do you truly fear Him? If you fear Him, will you do that thing you, you, you always do? Will you be still be living your life the way you are living it? Say, Lord, please help me to truly fear you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The grace to fear God. The Lord will give unto us in Jesus' name. And the grace to truly cooperate with Him. I pray that grace shall be released unto each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. If you are here, you are not born again. You don't fear God. Amend your ways. This God created you. Jesus died for you. And you are still struggling with giving your life to Him. You don't fear God. Go and release your life unto Him. And settle it with Him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Let's do that quickly. Every eye is closed. Please raise up your hand. Let me pray with you. Don't let anybody deceive you. If you have not given your life to Jesus, you don't fear God. I don't know if you are going to fear someone died for you and you refuse to surrender your life to Him. Where is the fear of God you say you have? You want to give your life to Jesus? Please raise up your hand. Let's quickly pray with you. And you take a new turn. Your life became something new today. Is anybody there you want to give your life to Jesus? Which is the first step that you truly fear Him. There's nobody which is assume everybody is saved. God bless you. Let's listen to the announcement before we pray the final prayer. Please, if you have come to the church today for the first time, one of our leaders will be meeting you just on my left immediately after the service. So please, if you came first today, please, one of our leaders will want to see you on my left hand side immediately after the service. Please, parents, let's know that from next week onward until the first Friday in September, there's no more Friday school. Friday school is closed on holiday for July and August. So please, let's keep our children with us. If your child has to go out to toilet, please go with them. Very important.
your children are going to the toilet, please and please go with them. No teacher will be on duty. The Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Prayer and fasting throughout this week for all workers and leaders who are fasting for seven days. All workers and leaders. Others who are fasting until Monday. But if you want to join the leadership, the workers in the church, for the next seven days, please you are welcome. We start tomorrow and we fast throughout the week. You have the prayer ability. Make sure you pray every day. You pray those prayer points and you pay your own prayer. And you will come and testify in Jesus' name. Victory night on Monday, please let's make sure we are there. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for what you have done today. Lord, I pray as we march on to the month of July within this week, everything in the life of every one of us will declare perfection in the name of Jesus. You said in your word, the Lord shall perfect all that concerneth me. Everything that represents imperfection in our life, I declare this week, mark a crossover of the perfection in the name of Jesus. Perfect earth in the name of Jesus. Perfect career in the name of Jesus. Financial perfection in the name of Jesus. Spiritual perfection in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody is receiving favor on every side this week in the name of Jesus. Whatever you cry unto God for, the Lord will deliver it unto your heart in the name of Jesus. As we wait on Him this week, the Lord shall renew our strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The grace of God and fellowship. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Holiness and peace, your blessing in Jesus' name.